Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now... Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rock Kindle. Noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Look at that. A special guest on the hotline. He is the host of the Kendall and Casey show every Monday through Friday, 9 to noon. Mr. Off the Rails himself, Rob Kendall. Rob, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks as always to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. So, this past week, there was that special election. It took place in New York and Pennsylvania. Republicans lost a seat in New York. And even though we've talked about how much of a zero Joe Biden is, how much of a vegetable Joe Biden is, and how unhappy a lot of people are with Democrat policies, I think this is an eye-opening moment for the Republicans, Rob, because the Democrat machine, they are still really, really, really good at mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting, and even though Joe Biden is a vegetable, and even though I think a lot of us don't think he's going to be the nominee... If he is the nominee, Rob, I don't think you can count him out because that's how good the left is with this whole mail-in balloting thing. Well, there are a couple things going on with the Santos election. Number one, the Republican Party has had control of the House of Representatives for 13 months now. They've given people zero reason to vote for them. What is different? There's nothing different. We're at Biden's spending levels. We've got all the Biden priorities still fully funded. The southern border is not secure. The Republicans have not gotten inflation under control. They've done nothing that they promised the American. They haven't even impeached the guy yet. They've done nothing that they promised the American people they would do, which is what they do every time they get in office. What's the sales pitch? We must keep this seat because fill in the blank. There's no there's no compelling argument to be made to the American people. So I don't think you had a, a very motivated electorate. The other thing is Santos was a fraud and a liar. And when you burn people, yeah. especially when it's the Republicans who burn people, they look at it and go, why should I vote? What's the point? You guys, you, the Republicans, allowed a fraud and a liar to have this seat. What's the, what is my incentive to be engaged? But, Rob, my counter to that, though, is if you're looking to keep the numbers in your favor, right? The Republicans are so worried about being liked. They want to be viewed as the good guys, the superheroes, the people that wear the capes. Sure, we'll get rid of Santos. He's a total zero. We'll do whatever you say so we can sit at the cool kids' lunch table when it comes time for lunch at the Capitol. Meanwhile, you look at the Democrats, you got Bowman pulling a fire alarm. This dude (laughs) should be kicked out, but they rally around their guy, and then they laugh at the Republicans for voluntarily kicking out their own dude. Oh, 100% agree. Look at Bob Menendez. This is the second time he's been indicted yes. now. You see Chuck Schumer sprinting to get rid of a guy who everybody knows he's guilty, but yet you're right. Republicans are losers. They've always been losers. They always will be losers, and they would rather lose and be accepted inside Washington, D.C. circles and have nice things said about the media than actually win elections. You're 100% right, Hammer, but this is who the Republicans are. This isn't news to me. They never follow through 
through, and they and they never win. So, what's the number one fundamental thing that needs to happen for the Republicans to have success in twenty twenty four from the top down? I think part of it was maybe having the leader or the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, looking like she's going to step down. Some changes are going to be made there. Uh, what do you think? I mean, overall, big picture, what do the Republicans need to do different? There's no vision. What is the vision yes. of the Republican Party? Elect us and will what? I don't have any idea what Trump intends to do. I know he gives these vague platitudes like drill, baby, drill, and I'll, I'll solve Russia, Ukraine in, in 10 minutes or two days or whatever it was. But there's no specifics. If you're a down-ballot candidate running for U.S. Senate or a governor's race or a, a U.S. House race, what are you running on? You can't run on fiscal responsibility. You can't run on getting inflation under control. You can't even run on securing the southern border. They've had four chances now to get whatever they wanted done through either the, raising the debt ceiling or the, the you know these continuing resolutions or the budget. And they never use it. They just keep rolling over and funding all of Biden's stuff. Uh, until there's a vision, a coherent vision of elect us and we will, but even then, you can't trust them because they never do. You bring up vision, and it feels like right now, with the Republican Party at a national level, you've got two different sides. You've got the America First, MAGA-style Donald Trump Republicans, and then you've got the old-school establishment Mitch McConnell Swamp Monster Republicans, and it's so much mixed messaging to the voter base because a message in North Carolina might be something totally different, you know, in Arizona. Two key swing states here, but the messaging is all over the place. Can updates at the RNC, if Donald Trump gets his guys at the RNC, uh, the North Carolina leader, and then Laura Trump as the co-chair, and if Donald Trump is the face of the Republican Party, does that fix any of those issues? No, because Trump had his people in his cabinet look at who he picked. I mean, Trump is a Trump was a supporter of Ronna McDaniel. I mean, this is what this is what is so laughable about all of this stuff. All of these people that Trump was behind. I mean, he was behind Kevin McCarthy. He was behind Ronna McDaniel. There's this is like we've got to get past the idea that Trump is the answer. Now he's going to be the nominee, and everybody better hope he wins and can get it together because we can't deal with four more years of Biden. But what is Trump's vision? What does Trump want to do? Trump has laid out nothing on how he's going to fix inflation. He's laid out nothing, I mean, of substance on how he's actually going to solve the stuff with Ukraine. I just, I think people just rely way too much on Trump when the reality is personnel-wise, he was a dumpster fire in his first administration. Look at, you know, Tillerson and Sessions and Mitch McConnell's wife in his cabinet. The guy, Omarosa was there, the mooch. (laughs) Going off the rails with Rob Kendall, about a week now to let it, the special prosecutor um, and his findings that, yeah, Joe Biden mishandled these classified documents, pretty egregious, but um, we're not going to charge him, we're not going to make him stay in trial because he's unfit to stay in trial. Uh, He doesn't have the cognitive ability. Did that resonate with the American people here now that we're about a week into that? Do independents and moderates look at that and say, whoa, wait a minute, if he can't stand trial, how is he mentally fit to be president? Did that make a difference whatsoever in the long run, do you think? Isn't that the real question of how both things can be true? How can you be so incompetent that you can't remember when you were vice president or when your son died, yes. but yet we're led to believe you're competent enough to be the commander in chief and lead a country? And I think that's the thing that's going to be a very heavy lift for Biden is that these 
two things cannot be true, and regular people know this. I'll tell you who the real winner in all of this is, because Trump's a dumpster fire, and Biden obviously is, I mean, screw dumpster fire, and he just, like, blew the dumpster up. I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr., if he can put together some sort of coherent team, and if he can get on the ballot in all 50 states, if he ultimately lines up with, say, the libertarians who have that ballot access, he can do some real damage because people are just looking at both of these parties and both of these guys going, I don't want either one of them. What's your definition of real damage, though? Because, again, with the libertarians, it's kind of like when the Republicans are in charge. Just when you think they're going to do something positive, they end up doing something really stupid. What's your definition of doing damage in this election? If he gets on the ballot in all 50 states, and that's why he would run as a libertarian. He's not a libertarian or anything close to it, but he would do it for the ballot access. He could easily get 15 to 20 percent of the vote. And I mean, he's polled. That's where he's polled. He's been polling like that for a long time. Now, they'll start running negative ads against him. Kennedy's a complete lunatic on the environment. He said some super offensive stuff about that. But there's a lot of people, the baby boomer generation, who are going to yearn for that Camelot nostalgia. And then you've got a lot of younger people who can't stand either of these sides. If he gets 15 percent, he gets to be in the debate and he will run circles around Trump and Biden in terms of appearance in those in those debates. You could see Kennedy, he's not going to win the election, but he could get electoral votes. He could be a difference maker. Does it matter, though, that you bring up the whole Camelot mystique, that most of the Kennedy family hates this guy? We've already heard that Super Bowl commercial that aired. You know, he's having to apologize for it now because all the grandkids and all the grifters from the Kennedy family, they got their feelings hurt. Well, look, he looks like his dad. He's got the name of his dad. Obviously, a lot of people believe his father would have been president if he hadn't been assassinated. Um, And I just think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be attracted to something other than Trump and Biden, especially. And this is going to be a real key. If Trump gets convicted of something. Now, if Trump hasn't been convicted, I think there's a lot of people who still pull the trigger for him. I think there's going to be a lot of people who won't pull the trigger for him if he's been convicted, as stupid as that sounds. But Biden's a total no-go for clearly a majority of the American people right now. Trump's not helping himself. And I just think Kennedy's going to be a default option for people. Again, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he can get enough electoral votes to be to play an outcome in, in this election. A couple more minutes left here going off the rails with Rod Kendall. Let's pivot. I heard you guys uh, talking earlier this morning on Kendall and Casey about the NBA All-Star Game this weekend. All eyes on Indianapolis. Are you looking forward to the festivities this weekend? A huge weekend in downtown Indy and your assessment of the All-Star Game itself. You you thought that it, it's this is could be even bigger than the NBA finals. Well, isn't that interesting that in the like in the NFL, the Pro Bowl is a non thing anymore. It's flag football and a skills challenge. The All-Star yeah. game has lost a lot of its luster. Hammer's a baseball guy. He knows a bunch of these dudes don't even play anymore. The pitching is a is kind of a joke. But the All-Star game for the NBA is arguably now bigger than the finals itself in terms of the star power, the people who come out, the promotion of it. This You could make a compelling case. This is the marquee event of the National Basketball Association, and nobody puts on a better live event. Say whatever you want about Hogsett and the decay of Indianapolis through all of it. They still get their act together with these big city sport events or big time sport events. And you already see it out in full force with the mobile billboards and the display of the city. It's going to be a great weekend. Indianapolis still does a great job with these big time sport events. And I got to 
I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. I uh, I saw what happened in Kansas City with that parade and the shooting, and my worst fear is that something bad will happen in Indy. I know they've bust all the panhandlers and homeless to various outskirt hotels. We talked to the new chief of police the other day. They're going to have extra security downtown, but man, there's still something in the back of my mind that says keep your head on a swivel this weekend. Oh, you totally got to. And and look, I mean, the idea that the, these quote-unquote peacekeepers and butler students are going to be the thing that's going to keep high-level, high high vi- highly violent criminal from enacting violence in the city is a joke. And there's going to be some stuff. You just hope it'll stay relatively peaceful. You hope no innocent people are, are, are injured like tragically happened in Kansas City. It is clear they can't secure, or they won't, they could. They won't secure the city. Hawks and Amirs have no desire to do that. But you just hope for a couple days that the city can keep it together because, gosh darn it, we are just such a great place to have these events. The city is set up perfectly. We always get these great reviews, and you just hope for a couple days they can hold it together. He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. Rob, thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.